0: Welcome to the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. I'm your host, Emily. I am a Kentucky native, now Boston based artist, researcher, spirituality, and creativity teacher. I'm here to share with you stories and conversations that explore the sometimes subtle, sometimes epic ways that we as people discover our voices and begin consciously creating lives filled with meaning and expression. Powerful stories bridge the gaps between intellect and heart, between mundane and divine, between fantastical and practical, and I'm so excited to have you here sharing this space and being part of these conversations. Let's begin. Hello, my lovely listeners. Today is going to be a solo episode because I recorded what you're about to hear as the intro to... next interview, so we're still on a series of interviewing spiritual practitioners, and um, I got to listening to it. I got a little distance from it. I got to listening to it, and I realized it really should be its own episode. As you can tell, um, the episode schedule for the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast, as well as the intros and the outros, have been changing, like, (laughs) every other day. And when I'm not being uh, mindful, my brain likes to tell me that I'm a mess and I'm experiencing a chaos entirely of my own making. But a more loving, compassionate voice likes to tell me that I'm allowing flow, I'm allowing for divine timing, and I am a lovable and powerful goddess of expression, flow, and yes, even a bit of constructive chaos, <laughs> which is what I have been experiencing a little bit in the process of working through the podcast this year. In the podcasts, essentially still first year of being in, I don't want to call it business because this is not how I make a living, um, but in existence, in creation. So perhaps we can chat more about shifting between Helpful and unhelpful self-talk in a future episode. But in my chaos, (laughs) uh, I recorded the intro to an episode with Karishma, a good friend and breathwork practitioner, quite some time ago. And then I had to stop working on the podcast because we, we being my family, had a family emergency that took about a month for me to resolve. And I was sort of sitting down to listen to the intro and I I just was like, this is juicy stuff, and we need to talk about this. This is good information for the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast listenership in living a life on purpose and in doing self-healing and what it is and what it looks like to do self-healing work. So I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable and tell you a little bit about what I have been healing. Also, and this I think is pretty cool, we are going to time travel together in this episode you, my lovely listener, uh, our listenership, and I are going to jump between now me and the past me who recorded the intro initially. Kind of fun, right? And in it, we're going to chat about how the outer world we experience reflects the inner world of our own creation. And it's sort of an interesting dynamic because we can't control what happens in the outer world, or at least we say that we can't. Uh, But so much of what we experience from it and what we take from it is a direct reflection of what we are experiencing internally, which we generally can control. And I'm also going to be topicing in this episode about the types of questions that we could ask ourselves during our healing process to help facilitate that healing. Before I let my past self give you a life update, I do want to forewarn you that I recorded parts of this episode while on a beach vacation with my sister and her group of girlfriends and I woke up like ridiculously early and sat on the beach um, recording this sharing my musings with you so you're going to hear the sound of waves and you're also going to hear the call of crickets cicadas bugs of all sorts in the background so here we go hello and welcome back I am excited to be here today again you can probably hear the congestion in my voice It keeps coming back. I really don't know what's going on with it. I'll have to do some inner work. Uh, But today I am hopping on to share with you an interview with a breath work practitioner. But before I get into that, I just wanted to give you like a little bit of an update. It's funny to me um, just thinking about, since this is the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast, the sacred adventure that has been my life and And now this business, um, because I feel like a lot of times, as you know, I've been working with like strategy and direction and like gaining clarity and stuff. But a lot of times I feel like I'm, I'm trying to gain clarity on something where the ground is sort of like constantly shifting, right? Like I make a choice and then things change. And then the choices I made based on that choice have to change because the things underneath changed. And in i'm sure this is a familiar thing to anyone who is in the process of like growing or up leveling or maybe even who has a business or who is just like looking at their life like i don't want to say critically but like with awareness because as you like as you apply your awareness to your life um you make more conscious choices which in turn change your life they change the trajectory of where you're going they change your approach to things like All of that sort of changes and you make adjustments and and you're sort of like in the process of like I want to call it I want to call it conscious cultivation of consciously cultivating the life that you want to live and it's a really really beautiful way to live but it's also sort of like ongoing like you never get done you never have like a a, like a badge (laughs) or something but it's it's just an interesting contemplation place to be in for me right now. And I've taken a bit of a break. I am in Rhode Island. You might hear nature sounds, um, the ocean. I am near the beach in a beautiful house with my sister and a couple of her friends who graciously invited me to join them up here since I lived so close. It's also notable that I mentioned my congestion in that clip and it has mostly cleared out now. But I, I took note of it and I shared it with you all because one of the focuses that I have and had on my healing and spiritual journey in the education area that I was doing is how the outer world or the physical world is deeply affected by our thoughts, feelings, and elements of what our soul essentially has come here to experience. I'll repeat that. So. What we experience in the world around us in terms of events and actions are often very much called to us by our thoughts, feelings, and elements of what our soul has come here to experience. So for example, a lot of people will look at their lives and be like, okay, I see these as themes, so I'm calling them in, right? Uh, And a theme could be something like uh, learning how to love yourself despite Uh, family difficulties, or it it could be a positive thing, like um, coming into this life with a certain love for art or song. This concept, though, I think gets misused, and it gets complicated in a hurry, I'm not sure that I like fully agree with this idea of calling things in because I think when you take that too far you end up with a lot of people telling themselves and each other that you brought this on yourself like when bad things happen and they go into self blame and I think that that begets a lot of shame that causes people to experience like oh this is somehow my fault when it's not it's just you know like a, a random event. Um, and a lot of times there is great healing in claiming a random event and assigning it uh, value, meaning, and purpose for us. It helps us to accept it. But I also think that it could go, like I said, in a really negative direction. So if you're experiencing illness, if you're experiencing illness or hardship, it's not because you're a bad person. It's not because you have low vibes or whatever gaslighty, racisty. <laughs> sexisty ableisty bullshitty thing that is currently trending from the plastic spiritualist tiktok community it's not that it's that's not the point of having this the point of having this sort of like concept or framework is so that we can better understand um, what our lessons are and also like live in greater alignment with a greater sense of purpose and meaning so when i was in my back injury at the point that um, I was seeking spiritual help for, which was about year four. <laughs> At about year four of of the injury, I was trying literally everything to avoid, um, you know, surgery. And a lot of times the practitioners I was seeing or even the doctors I was seeing were recommending, you know, physical therapy first and then this and then that. And I tried everything, physical therapy, um, acupuncture. I (laughs) rolling yoga stretching everything the pain wasn't going away and um, I went finally I I scheduled the surgery and they tell you again horrible things before you go into those surgeries like you could die you could this you could that and it made me nervous and I started having anxiety so I went to see a like spirituality like a medium essentially and she became my meditation teacher And I remember her saying to me, and this is an example of, of sometimes the community being a little bit too, uh, too serious with that, like idea that you call events into yourself. Therefore you can undo them too. She was like, give me a month, no, no, no. Give me a year. We can heal this. Don't have the surgery. And that response seemed really reckless to me as at that point I had already invested a lot in alternative, you know, methods and I really did need a major medical intervention Um, and that response kind of discounted like what my MRIs revealed and the nature of my injury and the fact that I had um, called into my life the ability to heal from both perspectives. So I told her, I'm still going to have the surgery, but I'm still going to come here and get the spiritual healing and get the spiritual information, and I'm going to work on them that way together, allopathic care as well as this. And I I think now, and I think this is the beautiful thing about being incarnated today, is that we can choose between those two, and also we can choose both of them. It's not like if you choose to do spiritual self-care, Reiki healing that you can't go see a doctor go see a doctor oh my gosh get healing that way right so now as experienced as I have become in the meditation community in like manifesting those concepts concepts of self-healing concepts of meditation I really do see that connection between thoughts and emotions and how they shape the experiences that I have um so it's it's sort of interesting and there's a lot of writers if you're curious about like injury specifically like the experience of the body and how our emotional realities like affect our body's experiences there's so many writers who have written on this topic some of my favorite books are The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk who is a MD, like a medical doctor, in addition to really talking a lot about trauma and the body and the body's response to trauma. I also use Louise Hayes. When I was doing a lot of healing work with my back, I was reading Louise Hayes, specifically heal your body and heal your life. Um, Back injuries will go with the example of my life, often coincide with feeling deeply unsupported, particularly in the past, because we're dealing with something on the backside of the body and it can become significant indicator of what type of unsupport you're feeling based on where your back injury is coming from and mine was coming from that SI joint area which has to do with like foundation and a sense of security which really lined up with a lot of the ways that I kind of came to know the world and it's interesting like without you know knowing that they were really doing this to me uh, anytime I was doing something that my parents didn't agree with they would always threaten me with like you know, we're not gonna feed you, or we're not gonna house you, or like if if you want to be able to choose your and have things your own way, you can't be here. And so I always had this like idea in my head that, uh, like I wasn't supported, and like being my true self would never uh, would result in me like losing my sense of security, which is kind of interesting. And then I'm also bringing up again. You just heard me in that clip talking about my congestion. So if we look at Louise's. Louise Hayes' diagram it's sort of like a, a short list in the back of that book uh, heal your body it talks about the emotional and spiritual underlying things that come with certain conditions and I'm going to read off a couple to you uh, just so we're all on the same page so allergies are about denying your own power which is curious because that's what I was working through there I was working through like seeing my business grow and like looking at it and being astounded by it Colds are about too much going on at once. (laughs) Uh, Mental confusion, disorder, and small hurts. Coughs are a desire to bark at the world, like, (coughs) listen to me. Sinus problems are irritation with one person or someone close. Uh, Throat issues are having to do with avenue of expression and channel of creativity, So throat problems say, it says in the book, is the inability to speak up for oneself, swallowing anger, stifled creativity, or refusal to change. And sore throat is holding in angry words, feeling unable to express the self. Which is why I brought this up in this clip because I'm pointing out to you all, um, and also to myself, that you can use your body to clue you in on where you need to do some spiritual work or some emotional healing if that is something that you indeed want to do and want to clue in that way. You can essentially allow your body to guide you to where the work can be done, which again is why I started this original intro talking about having a cold and congestion and then also connecting it to what was going on in my business Um, becomes really interesting. So clearly we have me making the connection between feeling congested and feeling like there were a lot of things to consider balance and process in the business and in my self-expression, which is part of this podcast. And as I mentioned, something that I see a lot of fellow spiritual entrepreneurs get stuck in, but maybe you do this too. Like when you want to do something like your own thing, but you like don't want to organize it. Or you want like, here's an example, all the time I see people like they want better politics in the US, but none of them are willing to take the responsibility for like stepping into roles that would create healing or taking on uniting people and navigating the whole political system. So you see a lot of people who like get stuck in the desire, like wanting to have the thing and then not wanting to to go through the logistics of doing the thing, which again, for me and my body at the time, was creating congestion. It was very much in that energy of congestion. And oftentimes, like, we will stop our growth and and our development when they hit that hard part. And I bet if you look at your life (laughs) and you look at times where you're experiencing allergies or um, congestion, if you look at there actually being congestion in your life coinciding at the same time, I think you'll probably uh, notice some trends. So I set this up for you, this idea of the outer world, uh, guiding how I work with myself spiritually and emotionally by telling you a little bit more about the history of my teaching and the courses that I was working on. You're probably going to like laugh at me, but I'm going to give you an example of how even like shaping a business or shaping a podcast can become part of your sacred adventure, your soul journey. Um... Just so you, just so you sort of have an idea, I um. I have been really focusing in and honing in on the fact that I sort of feel like a little bit lonely, and um. You'll you'll laugh at me for this too, but when I was a professor, my classes always filled. Like even the ones that weren't required <laughs> for students to take, we like had a reputation in the department and at the university for being challenging. Uh, but playful and affirming as an instructor and students really responded to that a lot of my students experienced growth and because i am connected to such a large community in the area where i was teaching i could always get my students internships and opportunities that they wouldn't have normally had um which led to me having more opportunities to share with further students down the road and it was this really beautiful thing um but for a lot of reasons i couldn't continue being a professor um it wasn't as aligned as as I wanted it to be. So it was really, really weird for me when I decided to start teaching yoga. Um, I got literally zero experience from my yoga teacher training and running a business. I think they just trained us assuming that we would like join their studio or like join a studio that would do the thing that the university did for me, which was populate my room with students who are eager to take my classes. And of course, when I finished my YTT, I got in partnership with a studio, um, but I didn't, I didn't know what to look for really. And it was a good studio, but also they didn't have much in the way of like sales or marketing set up. And I didn't know to look for that, uh, as, as a business partnership or as a relationship. Like I didn't know it was my weakness. I I didn't know what would happen if I didn't have it. (laughs) And I like legitimately, it's almost funny now. I thought in my head, like if I make this class, people are going to show up. (laughs) <laughs> and it, it's giggle worthy, but I like had a couple classes where nobody came at all or I would get like one or two people in the classroom and I was doing this other thing that was really probably not a good practice, but I kept shifting the time of the class to try and see if that was the reason why people weren't coming. Like maybe it needed to be earlier in the morning so people could do it before work or maybe it needed to be later in the day so people could do it after work and one of the things that I was doing during this process is I was like making myself uncomfortable. Like I didn't want to teach at those times, uh, just to try and see if that would make the class like better for someone else. And it never really panned out. And I just couldn't figure out like, you know, maybe I needed to talk more about the class. Maybe I needed to message more people on Facebook. And I just sort of finally like gave up. I was like, this is a lot of effort for not a lot of return. And I, I, Thank God every day that I already had a lot of confidence in my teaching skills and that I had the support of friends and family and like my, of course, my like spiritual team and the energies I work with and stuff, because that may have been it for me, right? I may have been like, okay, I tried the spiritual thing and now I'm going to like give up and go figure out something else. Uh, but instead, I, I kind of kept with it and I, I knew that there were just other skills that I needed to gain but it did like bring up a lot of things for me and as as i'm looking at it now oh man it has been it has been a journey right like some other time i can tell you my experiences navigating the small business strategy and marketing worlds but like we'll do that another day i ended up building skills aligning them with who i am my values and things are with my business and and the podcast really this month going from like kind of like a pretty consistent trickle to something more sustainable and I'm looking at what's going well and that has also been bringing up for me a chance to make it a sacred process to really look at some of my limiting beliefs which is something that you can powerfully discover (laughs) and release in a session like breathwork or meditation or journaling or working with a coach Although I will say breath work, at least in my experience, has been a way to really go deep and to get the energy that's holding you back either out of or lessened in the body. And I'll let Karishma talk a little bit more about the power of breath work. I've also done an interview with um, Bianca Bloomfield, who talks about that as well, like if that's something that you're interested in, like going deeper with. Um, So you can imagine like any human would. That going from an environment where I was known and sought after to one where I was barely making it (laughs) was extremely discouraging, and I was doing my best to adjust factors to figure out, like, why that was happening. Um, Again, fortunately, I already knew that I I taught well, so I wasn't really in a lot of self-blame there. But I started learning how timing and media and communication and were also factors in what made someone outside of academia, quote unquote, good or successful teacher, in addition to planning and delivering the course, which was why I got my yoga teacher training and and went to India to study yoga in the first place was because I wanted to be planning the yoga course specifically and delivering the course and working with people and doing that kind of healing work and being in that kind of healing space. As I mentioned, I chose not to make it mean anything about me, um, that those classes were not well attended at first, but there was still the like emotional reality of rejection and lack of support that was coming up for me. And as it will in all of our lives, when these kind of bigger emotions show up for us, even if in a small event or in a small capacity, oftentimes they're asking for attention and this became and is an important area for me to uh, support and to continue to support myself in as my business is becoming more and more successful and as I am launching new things. Have another listen. Yeah, I've been getting ready to launch like a membership that's kind of related to the podcast, to the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast that helps people do essentially what we do here during these interviews, which is discuss and celebrate the ways that our lives are magical and spiritual and adventurous and like a progression on the ways to like find meaning and look deeper in those sorts of things. Uh, but like in the membership, obviously I would be guiding people through that and, um, making it kind of into a ritual for self care and self awareness. And as I've been trying to figure out what like community looks like for me and what like support looks like for me and then also processing like all the way back through like the first times I tried like putting courses or putting things like this together i was sitting at my computer like literally kind of having a little bit of a panic attack about it like i, I was feeling kind of desperate and frustrated and if i'm being totally honest like i was feeling kind of like why am i even doing this <laughs> and like it go it touches back to the yoga thing but this was like a big clue for me to tune in. So when I start feeling some sort of way, when I'm trying to do something else and I'm like feeling not good about it, I tune in and I ask like questions like, why am I afraid to work on this? Am I afraid to work on this? Uh, how does my body feel as I'm working on this thing? Uh, what is this bringing up for me? What is it reminding me of? Those are the big questions. So if you're looking to do deeper work like this, I almost always start with, where did I first learn to have this experience? Where did I first learn to have this fear? And what is it protecting me from? So what I'm expressing there is something we all encounter in our lives and on our spiritual journeys or just on our life journey in general, if we're not doing spiritual or emotional work, and that is times when we essentially try to do something new or something challenging for us and we experience old or seemingly unrelated emotional baggage, like it all arrives all at once. And one way you can identify this is times when you have a reaction to something that is like way bigger than the incident itself. Like if you're in a relationship and your partner doesn't like shut the toothpaste appropriately and suddenly, suddenly you're like spiraling and you're panicking and you're wondering if they ever care about you or listen to you and you question the whole like trajectory of your entire life because they didn't like seal the lid on the toothpaste. And that's like a big clue, like something bigger is coming up that needs some healing, that needs some attention and love and using the line of questioning that i'm suggesting here as well as working potentially with a practitioner or a therapist or both a practitioner or a therapist can be really helpful for rewiring these reactions so that 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 you're not overwhelmed by like big things in moments like that and it can help things feel less dangerous say to ask calmly that the toothpaste get a lid on it or to like work with your partner to buy or find an easier container for the toothpaste that eliminates the lid issue however you create resolution. Uh, For me it's about um, sitting down and feeling really really great about launching something new and I'm about to share with you how I go into the past to clear and work with emotions and emotional memory now. But I felt into that frustration and the way that it affected my breath. Actually, you can hear me needing to cough right now. Hold on. Woo. I'm clearing some energy over here too. And I felt the way, like, in my chest, that my chest felt constrained as I was, like, thinking about launching something new again. And I had this, like, memory resurface from grade school, and it... You'll have to tell me, listeners, (laughs) listener, if you've ever felt anything like this, because I never really felt like I fit in in school and growing up. Like, I never really even felt like I fit in with my family. And I have this vivid memory um, where this one time, this group of girls who, like, we were all at camp together and we were all from the same school. So, like, we were trying to hang out together. I guess I should say I was trying to hang out with them because I didn't know anyone else. And, um, we had free time, which was always terrifying to me because it meant that I had to like pick people to go do something with or like see if people would let me tag along or whatever. And, um, they told me that they were going to meet me in this one place and then they totally stood me up. And I literally feel so thankful that the internet wasn't around so that I couldn't experience like bullying or them bragging or seeing their pictures of what they actually went and did. Ah, but I remember like showing up and waiting for them at this place. And I, I bet many of you have felt something like this before, this like sort of permeating sense of otherness or like I would never be accepted or supported. It was this feeling of unbelonging, right? And, and there it was, like this feeling, this experience in my chest and the memory of that sort of like living in my body. And... And I feel like as I started to, like, think about putting myself out there again, and I know that, like, creating an event, I've done a lot of work around this, or creating a thing isn't about, like, whether or not people accept me, <laughs> right? It's about me creating community where other people can find acceptance or, like, be part of the thing. But it kind of kicks up some of those fears for me sometimes. And if I'm not careful about it, um, they can kind of override my progress. So I, like, sit down. I'll want to work on the thing and I'll find that I've lost motivation or I'll find that I'm um, frustrated or I'll find that I have a lot of fear and I don't know how to get rid of it and I don't know why it's showing up. And So you can hear how I allowed that tightness in my chest to lead me to a memory or a source where I had learned and programmed into my body this self-protective tightness and that the action of getting ready to put myself out there was like kicking that into high gear. The thing is, as I mentioned, it's not the same now. The circumstances are not the same. The thing about it is that my body learned a reaction to a particular sense of danger that reminded it of a thing it had experienced in the past. And it eventually became like a limiting belief, like it is not safe for me to do this thing. And these limiting beliefs and these reactions are not always conscious. It's, and it's not always logical when they surface. But if you're paying attention and you're listening to your reactions and you're questioning, is this what I really want to do and why am I experiencing anxiety? Um, you get to a really helpful, healing, purposeful place Now, I know a lot of folks will tend to blame anxiety or generalized anxiety, which, by the way, is a real thing. I'm not saying it's not real. And I'm not saying that you can't experience it, not know where it's coming from, or that it has some kind of, you know, root in your past. I'm not telling you that. I am telling you that if you're experiencing something, you can't explain it. If you start asking questions, it'll lead you somewhere. And I'm telling you how I work with that. But uh, a lot of people will push through the anxiety And say, like, if they were in my position, okay, I recognize that I'm anxious, but I'm going to do this thing anyway, despite that tight or nervous and protective feeling. And sometimes that nervous feeling goes away when you do the thing and you see that it didn't turn out the way it did in the past or how you feared. Um, and sometimes that works, but sometimes it just defers the clearing of the root of the anxiety or the root of the memory or the root of the learned response that your body is having until you have yet another trigger and it shows up again, which is why I personally think that these things show up for us because they're areas of our lives that are looking for healing. And at, at the worst, uh, I feel like I see a lot of people will feel the fear like what I'm describing and decide it's a sign from their guides (laughs) or their intuition that they shouldn't be doing the thing or they shouldn't be experiencing the trigger like oh my god I'm like so healed but like every time I try this thing I get really anxious and then I realize like this thing that I really want to do isn't what I'm meant to do and that's not I I feel like if they asked questions instead of quitting and instead of giving up on something that is for them and that is part of their soul's journey they they like could have this beautiful moment where they look like they open it up like pandora's box and look within and this isn't a, a process that we're meant to do alone like this is a process that we can do in community that we can do with a practitioner so i just want to s- to be aware that it's often the things that trigger us or the things that give us anxiety that are leading us and pointing to the things that we are most meant to do and most meant to try and uh, that will kick up those big emotions for us. So like if my courses and events are wonderfully accepting, loving, beautiful healing spaces because... I know how to value and see others and how to create healthy communities because I experienced the rejection and the otherness and the bullying that I did in the past. Do you see how what I fear is pointing at what I am meant to do and how I am meant to heal? And as the wonderful adult and energy healing worker that I have become, it's my pleasure and my purpose to see and heal these things as they arrive in my life and to share parts of that process with, like, whole communities. And this is a process for us all, uh, becoming aware, understanding our emotional selves, learning how to experience the fullness of our emotions without rejecting them or making them wrong, healing our past, claiming our soul's lessons, uh, what we came here to learn to heal and share with the world, and it can be as profound As helping people see their inner beauty by cutting their hair or as simple as uh, being a neurosurgeon (laughs) so here's a little bit more of how I applied this concept to the situation that I was telling you about Uh, almost always the body will take me to that place and and so this was living there in my chest as I was trying to work on these things my body and everyone's body reacts on subtle levels but I'll talk about mine since that's the experience that I have. Like there's sort of like fear and tightness in my chest there. And it was coming from a part of me that was like scared to pitch a course or a membership because what if no one shows up? What if I feel that like abandonment again, right? And it made me really uh, compassionate toward the side of myself that felt lonely in that moment. And I... I'm so glad I am working with that memory now and that, like, part of me that just needed to be sort of like held (laughs) and in community. And um, also, with that, I've done a little bit of packing or unpacking, rather, around kind of like untruths that my brain wants to tell myself. Like, it is an untruth that I'm not supported, I'm so supported. Or like my brain will sometimes be like, you don't belong, so you need to protect that part of you from any type of rejection, so don't launch a new thing, right? That's the brain process. That's the subconscious programming. Ooh, do you hear the insects? Don't they sound wonderful? I love bugs. I love when, when like, yeah, anyway, (laughs) it's nice being by the beach and having these healing moments. So, like, it's funny that the brain, my brain, my subconscious is kind of, like, running this program, like, don't do it. This is dangerous. Like, you're going to get hurt. And in reality, I'm so supported, it's unreal. Like, I have created and cultivated multiple communities that I am a contributing part of, like, either ones that I lead or ones that I get to come and just participate in. And I think about the level of like support and actually like open. Like, so I take that closed off chest and I start going, okay, look at the ways that we're supportive. And I start opening my chest to let myself feel that. I start deepening my breath to let myself feel the actual support. And as I've really been challenging this like emotion and I've been starting to recognize how perfectly aligned The process of starting an intuitive business and also a podcast has been for uh, me learning and clearing the things that my soul came here to experience, to heal, and to learn from. So another of the things that I love to do to support this type of healing is to work with challenging and replacing the beliefs that need healing. I have to interject here again because I realize that this is a spirituality life stories podcast and y'all may not be familiar with this, but replacing limited beliefs is a bit of what I walked you through for me. So it starts with noticing uh, the anxiety rising, the tightness in the chest, the situation that's causing it. Uh, the memory or feeling of being unsupported and then the part of me that then feels unmotivated because it doesn't want me to potentially get rejected when i pitch the new project and process uh, things so my way of working with this has kind of like three steps first i create relief for the body then i compassionately validate my emotions and then i decide how i'm going to replace them so What I'm describing to you is doing deep breathing and relaxation and, like, yogic chest opener poses, and then working with myself while doing those, while holding those poses, recognizing that my fears are founded in my past experiences and are completely valid, and I actively choose to say to myself, like, wow that was a really shitty experience. I'm sorry you had to go through that. You are right to feel defensive and worried since you know that this could happen again. And then I challenge that logic or replace it. Like Even though I have had these past experiences or have had courses that no one showed up for, it is safe for me to explore launching new courses because I am supported and know uh, more now and because I It is possible for me to thrive and even to um, evolve and to get better at doing attraction work, which is incredible. And by the way, now I I do have rooms filled with people again. (laughs) So I move forward believing, I choose to move forward believing that what I'm about to launch is a needed thing and I'm uniquely able to be of service here. And in the excitement of sharing and belonging and possibility and self-awareness, I choose to be open to the idea that the world is a supportive and abundant place and that the people who need my type of healing find me. And here's a bit more on that, but that's that's what I tell myself as I'm holding those poses, as I'm working with my breath, as I'm working with relaxing, and and then again, as I'm working through the situation that was the initial trigger. Here is a little bit more on how I did that, uh, work with the inner child so that my inner child knows their love, supported, seen, heard, and valued. But of course I also really like releasing and moving the energy through the body specifically. And I per, per- ah Wow. <laughs> Personally like to hire a guide for some or all of this process because while I'm focused on doing inner healing and feeling through the experience, it's nice to have somebody there who is like lovingly holding me accountable and handling the details or adding their own sort of like magic or healing, uh, or reiki energy to the healing process, so that I can just be there with my body releasing the thing. So I don't have to actually like engage or think, and so I can also receive messages too. Because a lot of times if I'm if I'm in leadership or I'm trying to self lead myself. Through a thing, uh, having to pay attention to the like process, in addition to trying to feel through the process, it kind of like gets a little weird for me there. So, I took a lot of this like visibility stuff and a sense of belonging into the breathwork session and energy clearing I did. Um, I think it was last week, maybe it was the week before last. Anyway, uh, with today's guest, Karishma Donde, and I cannot speak more highly of the session. Which also included her sharing some of what she observed and experienced as we were doing the healing work, which by the way, if you don't know, spiritual energy and healing can occur remotely. Like you can send and receive Reiki treatments or meditation sessions on Zoom, which was also a really cool like healing part of the process for me because I am in Boston and during the session, Karishma was leading me through it and sending me healing energy from LA, which also... At least in my mind kind of helped me to ground in how beautiful that this connection and this friendship and this healing was in the digital age and also how amazing and close i feel to people like all over the world so like how my sense of belonging has extended not only from like what's available to me in sort of reality reality or what's near me to what is available to me like essentially all over the world um and that's really cool thing to look at and to use to challenge those sort of limiting beliefs too I think you heard how I went about resolving this and and you've got like kind of some clues as to how to do this when these events say come up for you and then how to use the event to identify, okay, this is part of my purpose. This is part of my soul mission. I want to say that the more you work with replacing and healing the beliefs, the easier and more comfortable you get in situations and in positions that trigger you or make you feel vulnerable. In fact, there are a lot of times where I don't even feel that kind of anxiety anymore when I'm working on projects, and so I always pay really close attention when it is showing up. And it was and continues to be curious to me how in alignment being with a tight-knit group at that time and having them accepting me was for me... When I was doing this work, essentially, when I was recording this podcast episode, I was in that situation, and you'll have to excuse my husband, he was coughing downstairs, probably can hear him cooking as well. Again, I am so supported. (laughs) Anyways, it was literally like I had the opportunity at the moment when I was recording the original episodes that you've heard today to be given proof in reality that people and groups weren't cruel and that I wasn't always going to be treated like an outsider which again uh, is a theme in my life I think part of what I came to earth school (laughs) I like when people call it that to experience and to resolve is is how to be like others while not being like others or um how to sort of Um, fully express your difference and your oddness in a way that is like beautiful and healing and just to be okay with other people not being okay with that as well, Um, (laughs) which is perhaps something we're all doing, learning how to be ourselves while being in community. To give you an update as well, it's been about a month since I recorded the initial um, episode and in the middle of uh, recording that intro... (laughs) Uh, things really took off for my business and I w- things were like booming for a hot minute and then I got a call to help an aunt of mine um, travel from Italy back to the US for health reasons and I took on a number of these like healing roles and situations in my family and it, it was also really interesting to then have the opportunity to uh, sort of be tested <laughs> In terms of that feeling of strength and awareness and belonging and and healing. And to be able to put that, like, into my family situation, which I mentioned before, was uh, another place where I learned that I didn't belong. So, I sat down to work on the membership recently (laughs) and uh, to plan out the launches that I had initially planned for the end of the year. And I was giggling because now that I am emotionally ready for them, I simply don't have the (laughs) number of working hours it would take to pull them off right now. So I also get to model for myself and for you, my community, my listeners, what putting your own mental health and joy ahead of profits and deadlines looks like because I've pushed those back. And I feel really proud of the updated timeline and the schedule for the podcast as well as for getting into it and um, the new courses that I'm getting ready to roll out as, re- as well as the old, um, not the old, but the um, recurring course that is set to happen. So if you're curious on how to work with yourself on these like deeper levels, how to figure out the meaning, the purpose, the life lessons that are coming up for you so that you don't have to keep reliving them. <laughs> Or literally, if you're just looking for that sense of belonging and community that I was talking about, I'd love to keep you in the loop on what I'm planning for us as a community. And of course, I'd love to have you involved in any way that you want to be involved. So feel free to reach out and to join the email list over at gettingintuit.com. That's G-E-T-T-I-N-I-N-T-U-I-T dot com. Or just say, hey, thanks for being here. I am wishing you all of the self-awareness and self-acceptance and sense of pleasure, joy, and adventure as you navigate your day, week, month, <laughs> year, however long it's going to be between this episode and when I actually release the episode with the breathwork practitioner, <laughs> which will hopefully be soon. Thanks for being here. Bye. Bye.